We started the podcast for you. Sarah and I are on a mission to help support parents to get more sleep with real, non-judgmental and actually useful advice. We were sick of seeing sleep support that was patronising, outdated and honestly, often not very good. So because you're at the heart of everything we do, in most of our episodes, we include one of your questions, our listener questions. These always relate to the topic we're discussing, helping to put whatever tips and ideas we've given to practice in real life and in your lives. We've had so many questions, both for the podcast and daily on social media, we thought it'd be useful to focus on a few topics with just your questions. Basically kind of an agony ant version of the sleep moms. So this first one is all about routines and sleep. In the first wee while after baby is born, it is totally okay and often easier to let your baby dictate the schedule. Everyone will be knackered from birth and beyond, so unlike some sleep advice, we recommend not putting too much pressure on yourself in those early days. Then, as your baby grows and you grow into parenthood, often you start to want to lay the foundations of a routine. Even if you think you're not a routine person at all, you often find that it actually happens naturally because baby has quite specific feed and sleep needs. So that's going to be the core of what we're going to talk about today with our listener questions. Our first question is from Ailey about how she can help her baby to nap anywhere but on her. This might sound like a nap question, not a routine question, but really what we're talking about is how to get into a nap routine that works for Ailey and her baby. Hi Kat and Sarah, I really hope you can help. I'm struggling at the moment. My baby just will not nap anywhere apart from sleeping on me. He won't even settle on his dad. It has to be mummy. As much as I love him and as much as I love the baby snuggles, I'm totally wiped out and I need a break. I can't get anything done around the house through the day and I also don't feel like he's napping properly because he gets disturbed so easily when I move or, you know, anything else like that. Please help. Thank you. Oh, it's so hard. Um, you just sound done in, which is completely understandable. If you have got a little toot that is sleeping on you for all their naps, you're not going to get anything done. And you're also going to feel super touched out and genuinely a little bit frustrated with your wee one, which isn't a nice feeling, but can feel given the situation. So there's a few pointers. First of all, have a little think about your 24-hour period. Um, start to write things down, keep a note of things so that you can start to be a little bit more consistent with your approach. And as you write things down, you will see that there is a natural schedule in there. It might not be exactly what you want and it might not be identical every day, but you'll start to see as you write things down over a sort of three to five day period, you'll start to see that the morning nap is roughly at the same time. Then there's a bit of a wait time and then there's maybe another nap and then there's a third nap. You know, you, you will see a little pattern. And so then what I want you to think about is the sleep cues. You know, have a little think about what your wee one is doing right before they're ready to go for that sleep. And when you see those signs, that's when I want you to think about where you're going to put them to sleep. So have your bed set up, have your carry cot ready to go your pram or if you're going to be out and about in the car just be ready to go with that as soon as you see those sleep cues 
so that you're then instead of letting him settle on you you're actually going to get him to settle in the place that you want him to stay asleep now for the first few days it's not going to happen instantly you are going to have to think about the environment and be super super consistent with it so always putting him down in the same place so for the next few days stay home think about your schedule think about the environment and get him down for proper deep sleeps in a proper set up safe environment and both of you will start to feel a million times better it can be hard to break through that though can't it because at first because it feels so hard those you kind of want to give up and have you got any advice for for breaking through that wall so really do try and be consistent for the three to five days if you've got that in mind if you think okay I'm going to start this on Monday and I'm not going to see an improvement until Friday that can really help you be determined and also the more times you do it the better so if you decide that you're only going to do one nap and a cot a day then it is going to take slightly longer for that transition period to actually be ingrained whereas if you're doing three in the cot in a day then you're going to get the end result much quicker. I think quite often when we make a decision about wanting things to change, we expect it to happen immediately. And you can be a bit disparaged by not changing quickly at all and these things taking time. So I guess perseverance is a really hard thing, particularly if your baby's sad or crying or, you know, you want to just go back to doing the snuggly thing because it felt easier. But I guess knowing that you have made that commitment and that, you know, this is about making a long term decision that is good for you and your baby yeah definitely I think you know the three sort of um, golden words I suppose are perseverance consistency and schedule if you can keep all that in mind and then use the three to five day rule then it can keep you strong to see things through to the end and what what if things aren't better in five days there's no one rule for everyone so if it hasn't worked for you in the five days then things do need a slight tweak so you would want to go back and look at the routine that you set for yourself you know it might be something within that 24-hour period that really needs to be changed a core part of baby's sleeping routine both for naps and bedtime is how you put baby down to sleep People often feel frustrated by being told to put their little one to bed awake. Oh, surely it's easier to get them to sleep in your arms and then kind of ninja style, get them into their cot. Honestly, from years of experience, Sarah will tell you it is not. So our next question is from Laura, who wondered exactly this. How do I put my baby down awake? Hi, Kat and Sarah. My little girl is coming up for six months old. Is there a way of getting her into a routine whereby you could put her down and then for her to drift herself off to sleep? Or is actually that okay at this kind of stage in her wee life? Thank you. I think this just goes exactly what we've been talking about, this kind of mythical idea of putting a baby to bed that's awake. And I totally hear that in... Laura's question it's like you've heard this you know it should kind of be possible but it feels really really hard to do so it is that key thing you know have your clear routine that includes everything that you need and then be consistent with the approach and make sure that whether it's you dad granny auntie uncle that's doing it you're all doing the same thing so no one's going to hold her for an extended period of time Once she is in her sleeping bag, once you've got the room set up, she goes into her cot awake and then she 
gets herself to sleep. So it's not necessarily a drift, but it will be herself settling. So it's kind of getting that balance of how do you put a baby to bed that's awake without it being kind of traumatic for them or for the parents? And I know you're saying be consistent, but I think sometimes it's part of it is probably having that belief that it will work because mm-hmm. there's always that period of time where you think this is not working, this is horrible. Yep, totally. So you have to be confident. And that's something that I say to people a lot. You know, if you feel like you're going to put that baby to bed and you're going to feel anxious about their reaction, then you're already starting on the back foot. You know, you need to be confident in what you're doing, which I get is super hard because all that you're going on is I'm telling you that you've got to be confident and that it is going to work. And you don't always believe the person that's telling you that. But in this situation, the more confident you are, the more quickly this is going to work. And having the very tight bedtime routine is key. So, you know, you've got your you've got all your key things in there. And once you've carried those out and been confident and been consistent, and, you know, you, you will know yourself that because you're following a schedule, you'll know that your baby's ready to go to bed. You'll know that they're tired. And so you won't have that conflict once she goes into her cot. You won't be thinking, oh, is she tired? Is she ready for sleep? Actually, you will be putting her, her in her cot and saying, you are ready for sleep, you are going to sleep. And that's when you can walk away confidently. Another part of your baby's routine is your feeding schedule. This is pretty intense in the early days, but as baby grows, you usually settle into more of a routine. A really important part of the feeding routine is making sure baby has full feeds. But what about when things change? So our next question is from Makey, who wanted to get into a new routine with the way she feeds. Hello. Um, I hope you don't mind me messaging you. Um, I started listening to your podcast. I've got a 12-week-old baby and, yeah, it's been quite difficult in the last week or so. I kind of I swatched, um, swapped her over to bottles because I just felt like I didn't have enough milk and, yeah, the breastfeeding was... Not the easiest ride, but, um, yeah, she's just been really, really fussy this week. Like, she is quite fussy with the bottle, but I guess she's trying to get used to the bottle and just probably, I don't know, misses the boob. Um, But I've listened to your golden rule and um, started a bit of a routine. But I do get really nervous now trying to do something else out of the routine. Like, obviously, I do have to pop out at some point, but I don't know when's best to pop out because I don't want to ruin the schedule and make sure she's got like four naps a day or maybe at least three. But when would you say it's best for me to pop out just after she had a nap and then go out? Like, for example, for a walk. I'm a bit struggling with that when to kind of do pop out to do something, if that makes sense. To be honest, like I'm a first time mum. I had no idea she's meant to sleep like, or she's meant to have four naps a day. Like no one tells you. And... She was probably like crying and crying the other day because she was just over exhausted and tired. And I was just like, I don't know what you want. Not even thinking about the fact that she might just want to sleep. Can I just say I love her? I really want to befriend her. I love her voice. I don't know. I just think she sounds brilliant. <laughs> yeah, totally love her. Her enthusiasm's fantastic. You've got quite a lot going on there. So you've obviously um, stopped breastfeeding, changed onto bottles. So that's kind of the first big change. 
that's sort of what we were talking about earlier on when you're changing an entire routine that's essentially what you're doing by um, stopping breastfeeding and starting bottles and so that's a change and then she's also wondering about how it looks in terms of her routine and what she can do those are also changes exactly exactly so there's never necessarily a good time to start a routine or a bad time to start a routine again we're coming back to the good and the bad like you start it when you're ready so the fact that you've obviously stopped feeding changed onto bottles and are looking at routines you know you've identified that you're ready to make these changes so I think the first thing to say is you know yes she is probably going to be a little bit fussy on the bottle initially that is a big change so as we talked about previously you know give it time or you know persevere with that take things take things easy change the position that you're using to feed her um you can even change the environment as well you know think about where you're feeding her if the room that you're in is super busy or light you might want to find somewhere a little bit quieter um, and a wee bit dimmer lit or dark um think about sort of background noises a lot of people find that when they are first transitioning actually using some gentle music in the background can just really help relax baby um and the gently sort of move forward and taking the bottles a little bit easier so that's kind of the first thing so you know you're ready to stop feeding you're ready to move on to bottles you're doing the right thing for you and that's fantastic the second thing is obviously like you said you know fitting things into your day you want to go out for walks you're putting this gentle structure in place and that's great so as we talk about a lot you know the first point of putting that gentle structure in place is having a start time and an end time to your day then everything else will fit into that so Again, I get to come back to what I love best, and that's the flexibility with inconsistency. So you've got your kind of structure, you've got your basics, you know what your baby needs in a day, you know what you need in a day. You obviously know baby's needs are feeding, sleeping, nappy changing, a little bit of entertainment. Your needs, you need to get out. You know, we're never going to tell anybody transition into a routine that they have to be stuck in the house. Like, that's just ridiculous. We couldn't do it. We would never ask anyone else to do it. So you you can be flexible within your routine as to when you decide to go out. If she's had a good nap in the house, she's going to be alert and awake. She's You've met her needs. You can take her out for a walk. If she does start to drop off in the pram, just give her a wee nudge, a wee sugar, just get her to wake up again. Don't let her sleep for more than kind of five, ten minutes if she's dropped off again. So just annoy her a little bit. Um, and likewise, if you decide that you want to go out and have a coffee and sit down and have a coffee or sit down and have some lunch, then time that walk over her nap. And you can recreate the nap in the pram. So, you know, take your white noise if you're using it or your shush. Um, you know, have some, ha- bring your cover down on the pram so that it's a little bit dark so that she is go- still going to get a good sleep. So it's just, you know, there's lots of times in your day that you can go out. Try not to make it the same time every day so that you are still getting that routine in place some days in one way and then you're getting the same routine in place on other days in other ways so you're sticking to it you're just changing it habits and routine are kind of the same thing too in some ways because they are just these hooks that you hang your day on yeah that's it you know if you do something every day for however long and then one day that same something just goes out the window and just doesn't work. It hasn't ruined your whole day. You know, you can't, you've got your next hook to hang on to and move forward with. So don't stress when it goes wrong. And you can make those elements of consistency work for you, which is why mm-hmm. it's your favourite word. Absolutely. I do. And you, you, can, you can prescribe what that looks like. You know, of course, you, are, you need to fulfil your baby's needs, but you also need to fulfil your own to be able to fulfill your baby's needs 
Definitely. And, you know, as well, it's not necessarily just your needs. It's things like there's going to be days when baby classes are going to be at awkward times and things like that. And it's having that confidence to know that you can go and do that class and then get things back on track the next day. I think it can be quite overwhelming, though, particularly if you are at the start point of looking at a routine where you go, "Ah, I don't know. I don't know how to juggle those things. And I know it's something that sort of comes naturally to you. But going, oh, we'll have a little bit of a longer sleep here or add in a nap later even if they wouldn't normally just to to allow yourself to be able to do those things yeah and I think as well again it's super important to reiterate the fact that you know when you are starting a routine you don't need to do it all in a one hour so like start by picking your start time your end time and then start about thinking about where your feeds are going to come into that think about where your naps are going to come in so if you're faced with like I don't know if you've got one of our routines or if you've used someone else's routine if you're looking at that routine you do not need to wake up on that morning and think okay I'm going to follow this like clockwork Ah, yeah yeah. you can take two weeks to introduce everything that's in that routine or you can do it in a one or it's entirely up to you and where you're at literal baby steps Mm -hmm. exactly our final question is about another central part of your baby's routine bedtime The bedtime routine works like a massive neon sign telling your baby it's time to go to bed for the long sleep. In many ways, that's what any good routine does. It communicates to your baby in a way they can understand. But sorting out the bedtime routine can take a bit of time and perseverance. Here we answer Michael's question about supporting his partner with the bedtime routine. Hi Sarah and Kat, how are you both doing? We have a new baby and I'm really struggling to support my wife overnight as I feel as though I should be sleeping more. Thanks. Good question, but also a hard one when different partners have different expectations of where you're at. The dads, partners who are trying to support their wives and partners who have just had a baby, it can feel like you're doing nothing and it can feel very, very frustrating. You sort of want to fast forward through that sleepless night stage or frustrating evening stage when they're not settling just because you feel like you're not doing enough you can offer to take over you can bring them a cup of tea bring them something to eat you know hold the baby for five minutes while they eat or feed that mum there is nothing wrong with actually letting mum carry on with a feed or if she's not ready to actually let someone else hold the baby just spoon feed her it's so important that she gets fed too and also you know if if they're in a position where mum's comfortable enough to leave the baby then run her a bath run her a bath go in take the baby and send mum downstairs to have a bath even if baby grumbles for the entire time that mum's in the bath as long as she can't really hear that it's a massive support just to know that you've taken over for a little while and the same goes for overnight you know those first few weeks you're not going to be getting massively long stretches so you are both going to be run down but having someone who can actually be awake can just be a huge support you don't need to do anything else but actually being able to sort of get yourself up give yourself a shake and have a conversation can mean so much I think it's really important to feel like you're on the same team when you have a small baby and it doesn't always feel like that because experiences are different and obviously there is usually a lot of pressure on one the main caregiver to to do it all but as you say just having it being able to have a chat feeling like you're you know taking it in turns a wee bit or at least that you're supported by your partner can make the world 
of difference. But also, as I kind of hear in his question, there are a lot of expectations, I think. And there's usually one party who's read more than than the other. So I think it's really important to talk stuff through and to kind of share that knowledge. You know, if you are the one who loves to read and find out about everything, talk about it with your partner. So it's not that feeling that, you know, that you feel you're being got at because you're not doing something right, which I'm sure is never how another partner would mean it. But it can sometimes feel like that if you have taken on the main, main caregiver role. Yeah, and also to not compare. There's nothing worse for parents than Sally from the antenatal group who has a baby that sleeps six hours a night and your baby's only sleeping three. There is always going to be a baby who is, you know, it's a bit like that life adage. There's always going to be a baby that will sleep more and sleep less than your baby. And the important thing to remember is to not feel too anxious when you hear about the baby that's sleeping more and not be too smug when you hear about the baby (laughs) sleeping less. Definitely, definitely. We believe having a routine allows you to be more flexible, not less. If baby and you know what should be happening at a given time, we'll guarantee everyone will generally be happier. However, that said, if there are days that your routine just doesn't work, please don't worry about it. Days will go tits up, as I like to say. Just try and make sure that most days have the same or similar structure. The key to building a good routine is keeping it simple. The Sleep Mums recommended routines gradually build on the one before, so you're not having to completely relearn a new one every few months. And I think that's really important, especially when you're knackered. Once you get the hang of it, you'll be surprised that it'll become second nature for you and your baby. As ever, we hope this helped. If you have a listener question, please do get in touch with us. You can find us online at The Sleep Mums on both Facebook and Instagram. You can pop to our website, thesleepmums.co.uk and you can send us a wee email, hello at thesleepmums.com. We'd love to hear from you. Send us over your questions in audio format if you want us to use them in the podcast or just get in touch with us to say hi. We'd love to hear from you. Oh, and leave us a lovely review. It really helps us to continue doing what we do best, which is supporting you guys to get more sleep. Look after yourselves and sleep soon.